0: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's the many voices of Mike Raley. You see, I've, uh, I've had laryngitis in uh, different forms and uh, the creeping crud. And finally, thanks to the folks at Wake Internal Medicine, I finally went there.
1: Maybe you can see, be a ventriloquist. See my
0: doctor? you know. Well, I could do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. But uh, uh, they, they fixed me up, and I'm so glad I, I went, and so we're, uh, we're glad to be here this morning, always glad to be here, sick or not. And uh, Brother Rufus, are you doing all right? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to see you. And Gerald Adams, my buddy, is, is with us, our tomato-growing, vegetable-growing uh, man about town, yeah, man of all seasons, uh, is with us. Gerald, you okay? Yep, doing good. So you uh you said you didn't get up at 501 this morning. No, eh? I slept that, in this morning. That's your time. I'm 315, you're 501. 501 Monday through Friday. Yeah, I got up at 6 this morning. Yeah. That, that's my Saturday schedule and uh so I'm 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 refreshed. You know, at, uh 5 days a week at 315 is <laughs> is rough on this old body.
1: Well, what about I, uh, you there, Rufus? Well, on the Friday nights there's always That's school night. Always twenty twenty or something like that that I like to watch and get all stirred up.
0: And oh well, you don't want to do that.
1: And uh, there's always Saturday afternoon nap.
0: So, well, I I take a nap when I can, especially Mondays. You know, you just see it's like jet lag every weekend, and then you uh-huh. you Mondays uh, can be tough. But I don't always get that nap. I got stuff to do too. Why don't we uh, bring in this young lady, Andrea Lane, who is up in the Coal Mountains. How you doing, Andrea?
2: Good morning, everybody.
0: What time uh, do you get yeah. up usually? Whenever you yeah. want to, right? <laughs> yes.
2: But of course, you know, many mornings I wake up at like 6. This morning I had to rely on the alarm at 6.45. Oh. <laughs> to
0: get and up. you, you <laughs> would certainly go off if the if the heat went off. <laughs> You'd well, get... I don't
2: know. You know, we're under that big down comforter. That's the key.
0: Oh, you know? gotcha. I, yeah. I don't
2: usually notice until I actually get up. I understand. Even, you know? Well,
0: that, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, uh, what, what have yeah. you checked the temperature this cold. morning in uh, Mitchell County? Uh,
2: it's in the 20s. Uh, oh, okay. But it's going to go up. In, uh, it's supposed to get up to like 50 today.
0: Wow. Uh, really? It's real getting
2: a, a warm trend. Yeah. Uh, where it might be in the. Um, you know 50s for the next couple of days. But yeah. right now it's not there yet. <laughs> and in right. the room that I'm sitting in it's 55 degrees.
0: Yeah. So what are you y'all, y'all been doing? If y'all had any uh, master gardener training in or anything?
2: Uh we are we just uh we just certified. We just kind of graduated all of our interns. So they trained last year and they did an internship. They trained uh you know January through May and then they uh, master gardeners statewide. Need to do a 40 hour service internship. Uh-huh. Um, and that's scattered hours, you know, with different things, not all in the same.
0: Are they assigned different system. things or can they do what they They're want not. to? It,
2: there's there's a variety of things they can do and they choose what they would like to uh-huh. do based on their skills and interests. Okay. So, um, but they have to do 40 hours and that took us by surprise. Uh, we thought, you know, as uh, that we could, you know, um, you know, change that for our county. Since we're a small county and we're a new program, we thought you know, 40 hours, that's not a lot. But nope, we had to do 40 hours because that's to, you know, to keep it consistent with the state guidelines. Yeah. So um, so um 12, 12 of our group passed and, and now uh, we're going to, I'm planning a party to celebrate them in March.
0: Did, were there those who did not pass? Oh, yeah, that, that's
1: the
2: worst.
0: That, that That's what Rufus and I worry about. <laughs> people <laughs> that don't pass. There are
2: a couple, but that's you know, that gets pretty much by choice. They didn't make the time. They didn't have the time to do the 40 Oh,
1: okay. For yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 It wasn't the written test they failed. Yeah.
2: It wasn't that we failed them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because Mac and I were about the written test. Was it multiple choice? <laughs> the
2: test? It's often multiple choice or true or false.
0: <laughs> true false. That's my life. True or false. <laughs> <laughs> oh How
1: well. do you know what? When I grew up, You you talk about a comforter. There was uh, only one coal stove down in the uh, first floor of the old wooden house. And upstairs, we had what you call a feather tick bed. It was made with down out of uh, homemade from the chickens and the ducks. It was called a feather tick bed. And, boy, you talk about rolling up in that thing. And it would be close to zero. And you would still stay warm, especially when you had two other brothers in the bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Mhm. It's uh, important, you know.
1: <laughs> how about that?
2: sheets help too.
0: Oh, <laughs> very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I. I that's just. Uh, I like the new sheets that uh, kind of vary the temperature. Out of that NASA technology yeah. and stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, they stay cool. I like a cool bed. I like a warm blanket. But I like to right. stick my feet out just in case. You stick your feet out, <laughs> you can cool off. You can put it that's back in true. if you need, if you get true. cold. So that sounds a, me
1: like you want to run from something. Regular,
0: <laughs> no. i just right. it's just temperature regulation that I'm I'm discussing here. So nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You are listening to the Weekend Gardener. So, uh, Gerald, what what have you been up to? You've been trying to keep that Centennial Campus straightened out.
3: Well, we've we've wound up for the most part leaf season. You know, it's always funny we come back, uh, you know, after the Christmas break, and you've always got those stray trees here and there that just for some reason are still still holding on to the leaves. Uh, we've pretty much got that in order, and we've started cutting back ornamental grasses. Uh, we, you know, it's. Uh, it, it's a fine line there are lots of ornamental grasses you like to leave up as long as you can because it gives you some winter interest to look at when not a lot's going on but then again we we like to have them cut back before we start mulching uh, because you did not don't have to have once you put the fresh mulch mulch down if you cut them back then you got all that it's kind of aggravating to clean up all the stuff from cutting the grass so we we'll, we've started on those now because we want to get that done before we start mulching which will probably be you know mid-february or so and then it's on there's a whole lot of mulch it has to has to go down
0: yeah yeah i bet so that's that's quite a job now you you're going to be uh, selling again in the farmer's market
3: i am in april i am i if you go to my website gerald and henry's plants.com i have the 2023 grow list that's the tomato pepper and eggplant grow list listed uh, there will be a few more I end up growing because inevitably, as I'm, I've am i already started sowing seed trays, I run across some of them like, darn, I should have had that one on the list. So I'll go ahead and plant them anyway. But yes, uh, with this new greenhouse, I'll have even more varieties uh, this year and everything. And then I'll have a lot more quantities. So did being, being kind of hectic.
1: Did you tell me, Gerald, that you have some 40 some varieties of eggplant?
3: I will have 46 different varieties of eggplant who ever dreamed that
1: there that many I eggplants. know wow. and, you're looking and, for the
0: ultimate eggplant
3: well i i have <laughs> uh, i grow all every kind of asian eggplant that i can find and there, and i keep finding i've went in 4 years from 9 varieties to 15 to 30 to 46 this year uh and then i have I, there's a r- really large Indian community in the Triangle area, and I have a lot of good Indian customers, and they keep telling me, "See if you can find so and so." So I go to look, and as I keep finding them, I add them to the repertoire. <clears throat> yeah, it's approaching
2: the number of uh, varieties of sweet potatoes there.
3: You know. Yep. Yeah.
0: You you thought about you do you have enough acreage for sweet potatoes? No, no, can't do but so much. I mean, we uh we what about rutabagas?
3: Uh, they, I have, there I have, is a
0: great need for the ultimate rutabaga.
3: Uh, was probably my mother's favorite vegetable. No kidding. Pro- probably. I was never all that crazy about them, but oh. we grew them every year in the garden. It, mm. My mother similar to a turnip. Have it. Yes. Yeah, similar to, like a to a turnip. She liked turnips. She too. liked turnips too. Mm-hmm. My father liked turnips. My father also liked rutabagas, but my mother—that was to make sure. Together. How did she make them?
0: She just kind she, she of cook take, them
3: and mush them up? Yeah, similar to how you would do carrots. And every now and then, my father really liked turnip soup. With the turnips cut up more like small chunks of like you would do potatoes. Oh, yeah. And he liked them like that. And she would do the rutabagas every now and then like that. But most of the time, they'd be all mashed up. Like Whew, I'd have plenty of salt and pepper. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've never warmed up to them, but uh, 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 I always didn't
3: ever did never care for
1: them.
0: No, I had too many canned ones in, in elementary school you know, at uh, Nashville Elementary. That, <laughs> yeah. That did pretty, have pretty well wiped me out with the turnips. And the,
1: did you have them at Oak Ridge?
0: Lord only knows what we were eating at <laughs> Oak Ridge we, mystery meat.
1: Yeah, I think I told mystery you that uh, uh, my Super Kids Foundation is sponsoring a kid at, at Oak Ridge.
0: I, one of my yeah. favorite places. It was not for the first month, I. Uh, but I loved it. I just loved it. And I'm 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 not sorry I didn't make a career of the military because I I wouldn't have um, probably done this, and I w- certainly wouldn't have met Melissa. So.
1: Well, you've never showed us. You showed us pictures of being a very felt lifesaver, but I have well, never, I, I've, never seen I you I have
0: beautiful. a I have a photo. I uh, probably have an annual somewhere, uh, but I, there's a photo. I'll, I'll see if I can find it of, of me walking. I think I'm walking up to introduce the valedictorian at, uh, at the graduation ceremony in 1970.
1: Well, that should have been you.
0: No, I was like, uh, but it was a small, it was like 30 people in the class, yeah. you know, but uh, I wasn't, I was in the top five, I think. I'm really not that bright, Rufus. I wouldn't have been doing this for 48 years if
1: I was. Well, I I think today is the 38th, or somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. That's right. Well, good for you. Yeah, I I uh, have in my book here. This is kind of, I don't remember exactly the Saturday, but I think it was around the the 20th or so. Because John probably would have done his last show last week, John Harris and Tario Gardner, and this would have been the – the first week, our half hour, our long half hour, because John only had fifteen minutes. Irv Evans and me, and the and the the new Weekend Gardener, where our production manager had picked out Turkey in the Straw for the theme song. <laughs> Irv didn't like that. I didn't really like it either. But we, we ran it for a while until he came up with what you're hearing now, at least part of it. the uh, The uh, uh, song about seeding the sow, uh, no, sowing the seed.
1: Well, I think seeding the sow.
0: Seeding the sow, seeding the sow uh, was, was what we started <laughs> yeah, out with. Beating the singer-sower. <laughs> yeah, there well, we go. So, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, this is probably it. So 38 years is a pretty good run so far. I do do uh, uh,
1: Daphne's grow in the mountains? Do Daphne?
0: da- Daphne's? Do you have any da- uh, winter Daphne, Daphne, Daphne or Dura? You haven't seen any? Well,
2: you know, they're so hard to grow anywhere. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah,
0: but you got—I mean, it <clears throat> likes it likes good drainage, and you've got built-in good drainage there, don't you?
2: I do
1: have that. Yes, yeah. maybe I'll try one. So, what about does a, a <laughs> Prunus mume grow up there? I, you know, I'm I'm trying to think. Back in my days, I don't remember anything like your Prunus mume like, blooming like crazy in my place right now. I just showed Gerald a picture. I don't remember I, I anything that blooms in the mountains at this time of year. Oh yeah,
2: nothing.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, when I was growing (laughs) up, even, it it was in in general, there wasn't that many plants, plant varieties, really. No, And we had camellias. People would grow, if they grew a hedge, it was a ligustrum, probably, Mm -hmm. and they had hollies and, you know, some of the deciduous trees, dogwoods. You know,
2: I will make a correction. Uh, A friend of mine just posted a, and she lives, you know, very local to me, uh, posted a a picture of... um, is it the winter hazel um, with, with the little um, uh, yellow flowers that bloom with no leaves on the on the tree? Well, there
0: are. I mean, there's several winter That's blooming now. Uh, there's winter sweet. There's winter hazel. There's uh, winter jasmine. There's uh, winter honeysuckle.
3: Yeah, the winter, the winter jasmine will have some leaf would have some leaves on it though. Yeah, this is – does
2: not – and, it's a, you know, it's a small, um, you know, tree the size of a young dogwood, maybe. Um,
1: does it, it look sort of like, like forsythia? It's
2: blooming, and it's yellow, and nothing else is. <laughs> yeah. And um, especially against a um, – uh, I think it's against some evergreen trees in the background, so it really pops out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to see a a photo of it. I. The, we have seen. I have seen in the last month for Scythia blooming. Just little mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there, a leaf here and there. The uh, spirea is starting to leaf out.
2: To start very early.
3: We got yeah. lots of winter jasmine on campus blooming now.
0: Yeah, there's some on the on the Beltline, the Raleigh Beltline.
3: So, Mike, I found out some great information last week for Daphne Lovers. Oh, let's hear it. I was talking with (coughs) Landis Hall, who is the proprietor of Carroll's Plant Center outside of Benson. And evidently, the Arboretum has found a Daphne that doesn't die. And they, uh, the Johnson County nursery growers, a number of the different nurserymen, have started growing out the plugs and... They had a bunch of gallons this year and there's about three or four of the nurseries that probably will have some three gallon ones available in probably about another ten or twelve months, somewhere along that. I don't know what it's called yet. I will find, Hallelujah. I will find this out and report it, but they say it's, so far it has shown to be extremely reliable. Which well, that's, thus far has not been a destiny. Very, very that you would promising. mention in reliable in the same same sentence. Yeah. So, so is
0: this was this discovered by a plantsman, a nurseryman? I,
3: I didn't get the story of how I was just talking to him about some other things, and I said, "Well, what, what's, what's coming along that I don't know about?" Was kind of the question. He says, "Well, how about a daphne that will live?" And as soon as he <laughs> said that, I, he had my undivided attention. I'm first after, up I'm after first that, up. Uh, and we, we were talking about, uh, you know, they've changed uh, the name now, but the old banana shrub. There's a cultivar out from the Arboretum that a number of the Johnson County Nurserymen are growing that seems to be also a better cultivar. And that, you know, it had gotten up until maybe the last couple of years if you were looking. I mean, you had to do some serious work to find a banana shrub anywhere.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah. the one with a little minuscule bloom? Right, right. It smells like banana pudding?
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I had one that died, or
3: or, or b- almost the banana kit, as Mike would say. Yeah, uh, I I, I do it like
0: it. I have one have one now in my landscape, and uh, I I just I just didn't know. I'm, I just feel so ignorant. Uh,
3: yeah, well, they they, they there are a number of the Johnson and Carroll's Plant Center has it too, but there are a number of the Johnson County Nurseries uh, that ha- have this uh, that variety, and it's been available for a few years, and I think uh-huh. it's a little tighter growing it is not a door for compact variety anything but obviously it's a good looking it's a good looking shrub in fact i'm trying to think of somewhere to to plant some of those right now but so they're all the time uh what they do when the arboretum comes up with something uh the nurseryman grow it out and then they get the tags back through plant tags, back through the Arboretum, and pay them a little extra for the tags. So the Arboretum essentially is getting some revenue coming in from the from the new cultivars. Well, I, don't, very good. I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah. something along those lines. That's so, good. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, a, very that's promising. It's a really good partnership and a good way to bring some some new plants to, to market. But when he told me a Daphne that would live, that really <laughs> got excited about that. It's quite a root system on that thing. <laughs> But I'll I'll as I find out more information I'll pass well, that oh, on. Oh please do. I'll pass that on to people.
0: You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. More coming up. It's eight twenty five. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 833. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams and Andrea Lane, who's our Mitchell County, our mountain correspondent. And uh, so so what? Uh, when does the growing season really start there? When do you all really get active uh, up there with the Master Gardener program or what do you do in the off-season?
2: We plan, and we read seed catalogs.
0: Oh, okay. I've heard, I've best, heard of doing that.
3: universal in the wintertime. It is. Yeah, yeah we've and talked we about that. gardening
2: so. magazine. In fact, I was reading my current issue of the um, – I belong to the uh, American Horticulture Society. They have a great magazine. And Pam Beck had an article in it this month. So that was exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, Pam is such I a own great writer. Your own Pam Beck. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We we but, we certainly claim her because she's been on on the show since the '80s. She and Ann filled in for Irv Evans, uh, the extension agent, because they were master gardeners. They they came and filled in, and they would come in as a pair. The,
2: the first time I joined you on the show, the first time I was a guest, she was also a guest.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, she's uh, the best. But we we only have the best on this show. I, I, you know, as, <laughs> as long as I got as long as I got all of you, I can I can do this show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll shuck it. So
2: people here. Because-
0: <laughs> uh, after uh, after y'all are, if y'all can't do it anymore, because I certainly wouldn't have been able to, would just get rid of it.
1: Yeah, get shit out. of she, Get shit it. out of it. <laughs> Let
0: somebody else uh, manage it. Do whatever they want to do.
1: Well, that's when you go. I go. Gerald goes. Everybody goes. Well, one of the yeah. things. Gerald's Mike, got a Mike,
3: contract. <laughs> no, <laughs> one of the thing, Mike, I think you failed to realize and how good you are at this show is you remember so much stuff about North Carolina. I mean, yeah. places, people, things. Yeah. And, I mean, you're all the time. Yeah. And I, I, I forget stuff from last week. Uh, and when and when somebody brings it up, oh yeah, yeah. Then I but I remember it, but I wouldn't have it wouldn't have popped into my head. I like have that.
0: trouble with names, for some I've, reason. Well, I've never noticed that. Uh-huh. I can remember the most obscure things, but I, I, names, it's just. Uh, and I try when I meet someone, I try to repeat their name as I'm shaking their hand or whatever, and sometimes mm-hmm. that works. Now or uh, word association, I have a. A friend in the neighborhood who's uh, several years older than I who listens to this show and his name is Barney. I instantly remember Barney's name because of Barney Fife.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: You know, so, so it's things like that. I do a little word association here and there. But no, I, have, know, I have in, the most. In fun. my
1: career, you always have somebody coming up when you've been in the public life say, Bitch, you don't know my name, do you? Bitch, you don't know my name.
0: You're right about that, sir. <laughs> and,
1: and you want to say, Well, if it. If you don't know your name, why? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I can't
0: help you a bit with that.
1: You want to say that, and then you say, "Well, I know it," but just tell me. And, and what I've noticed over the years is that when somebody introduces themselves to you, they sort of mumble their name. And, and I have this little trick where I'll say, "Now you said your name was what again?" Yeah. Let them repeat their name, yeah, and then say their name back and, ten or twelve and, well, times for me. Yeah.
0: But, but thank you, Gerald. I appreciate it. Thank well, and God. I
1: mean, when you're doing doing
3: any kind of show like this, I mean, being able you've how many years? How many shows have you done now? <laughs> I,
0: you know, is this, we have to be approaching two thousand. I, I figured it out. It's kind of hard to. It's hard to figure, but from January 1985 until the present, and we, you know, we we didn't do a show. Uh, was Christmas uh, – we did one this year. Last year, we didn't do one because of Christmas. If Christmas falls on on Saturday, we haven't done shows. But other than that, we've done them 52 mm-hmm. weeks a year for 38 years. So you, you, do, the, <laughs> so you do the math. And how long
2: did they go for a half hour before
0: you thought, wow, that's not enough? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, – I was – you know I didn't really know that much about it did Cartman. you go
3: from the half hour to the three hour or was no no no, there increments no it was, it was
0: very gradual it was it was to an hour and then to uh an hour and a half and then to two hours and then uh Mr. Curtis made it three hours mm-hmm. so
1: I think you told me that her one time had fifteen minutes
0: no no no, John Harris did fifteen minutes oh, yeah. John Harris John Harris did fifteen minutes for forty years.
1: Well, this is the Methuselah Weekend Gardener. (laughs) We
0: are that. (laughs) Getting older by the minute. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Tom. Marona is uh, in Durham. Marona, thank you very much for being patient and waiting. I hope you're well.
2: I'm fine. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How may we help you?
2: I have two questions. I'm sure I probably can't get answered to but one. One is about flowers. My knockout roses is diseased. The other is about my neighbor's uh, my neighbors' Bermuda lawn grass taking over my fescue lawn. So the one that I <laughs> would prioritize is is there anything I can do to keep my neighbor's Bermuda from taking over my lawn? Are
3: you,
0: I think it would have to be a barrier or what, sometime, wouldn't it, Gerald?
3: What, yeah. What type of grass do you have? Fescue. You have fescue. So Here's the problem. Um, <laughs> <coughs> you can spray Roundup <laughs> and make you a border where it comes into your yard and keep spraying it as it creeps in. Okay. There, there are two chemicals, Turflon, Ester, and Acclaim, that if you start spraying on Bermuda as soon as it greens up, will eventually kill it, but they don't hurt the fescue, but they are unbelievably expensive. I mean, I mean, it's almost impractical. I mean, one of these things is, I don't know, $300 or $400 a gallon or something like that, and they're, they're so expensive, and it's not just a one-time application. You literally got to jump onto Bermuda in April when it first greens up and spray it you know, every month for four or five months. And I had the same problem at the governor's mansion. There had been part of the grounds that had been planted for some reason in Bermuda, and then they saw that wouldn't work, and they switched back to fescue. So every year I had Bermuda, I had taken pictures to know where the Bermuda was, and I would get on it spraying this. And it took me two years and probably eight or ten applications to finally get it under control, but it was it's pretty expensive to
1: do. And, of course, hers is a continuing problem.
3: Right, right, because yeah. every year it comes back, and every year it creeps a little farther uh, into it. So there's really, I don't know of any other way that wouldn't also kill your fescue. To, what to, was to the get, name of the it's, chemical? It's uh, a claim as is, is the one, and Turflon ester is the second one, and they have found that mixing those two chemicals together, not just spraying one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, and the key is to start spraying it. You can't spray it now. If the Bermuda's dormant, it doesn't work to kill it. You Just as soon as that Bermuda greens up, you have to spray it on it, and you have to continue Uh, spraying it right throughout the summer, because as the summer goes on and that Bermuda greens up, well, then it starts to spread and grow and get stronger and stronger and has a thicker and bigger root system, and that just makes it even that much harder to kill as well. And when it's mixed in with your fescue, it's kind of hard to see it uh, to start with until it really, really starts to take off. And that's why I had taken pictures of the lawn at the governor's mansion to know exactly where, you know, there would be some patches the size of a floor mat, you know, doormat, something like that. So I knew exactly where they'd be looking because I tried to keep a good stand of fescue so the yard was green. Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't, you know, I had to really observe it very
1: closely to find it and start spraying it quickly as possible. Well, Mike mentioned a a barrier, how the, the uh, Bermuda grass goes by roots and seed, I suppose. Yeah,
3: but yeah. If they seed out, the um, I mean that if you find, you know, we we've had people. I, I've seen it grow over these metal barricades that people use for bed edging. I've mm-hmm. seen it grow two foot out over Uh-oh. an asphalt parking <laughs> lot, lot. So it's very hard to to stop it trying to barricade your area. I have had people. Go back and eliminate three foot of their lawn, and and spray it out with Roundup, and then mulch it. So every time the neighbor approached into the mulch before it got to their grass, they could go spread out with Roundup. Uh, so that 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 doesn't stop that. This already made it into, but that can kind of prevent it from in the past, or if you move. Build a new house or move somewhere, and you a fescue, and you see the next door neighbor's got Bermuda. That's kind of you make your barrier ahead of time because it's just a matter of time before the Bermuda okay, did comes. You
2: just spell. You said claim. A, uh,
3: a claim. A c c l a i m. Okay, got.
0: Kind of like the Weekend Gardener. Yeah, yeah an and, acclaimed... and the Turflon
3: is T T-U- <laughs> u uh, r f l o n, and it's I I think it's Esther. I can't remember if it's E s t e r or E s t h e r. It's one or the other, but the one of those is uh, is, is pretty expensive, and part of the reason is so expensive. You have to buy it like a gallon. I, they didn't okay. used to. I don't unless they've changed. You couldn't buy a pint or a quart or something like that. You had to buy a pretty large quantity at the time. But well, I, I have a question
2: yeah. about that. You are those sorts of things. Those sorts of very expensive um, herbicides are they? You know, are are they available just to people like us, or is that something they? You, you have to have a chemical license to apply I, them. I don't, I right, don't exactly. think
3: you have to have a chemical license to buy either one of those. You would just have to find somebody that would sell it. So you would not see mm-hmm. either one of those at Lowe's or Home Depot. You, you would have right. to go somewhere. Site One might would have that. Where would you, she's
0: in Durham? Where would she go in Durham? Um. Or do you know of any I'm place in that to area? i think.
3: Well, you know, there's a site one up, kind of across from where the Angus barn is. Yeah. Over there, I'm not familiar with the other. I don't know uh, about if, Southern if, states. At, if a Southern states would or would not, because one, they're so expensive, there's not a lot of call. <clears> Most homeowners are don't. That's a little warm. more than they would want to pay. Uh, for it, so.
2: I know in my neighborhood, I was looking for an aquatic version of Roundup mm-hmm. uh, last year, and uh, I couldn't find it, you know, locally. But I, I went to a, you know, we have a lot of general stores up here, um, and they or they were willing to order it for me. They didn't carry it either, but they were willing to order it.
3: You know and sometimes you can find them you can find them online you know every now and then yeah. from my local suppliers there'll be something they're out of and like you know we just be next month before we get a shipment and sometimes I go right online and find it and have it and I've even bought stuff off Amazon before chemicals and have them in two or three days you have to sometimes though that prices can be a lot higher so that's you, you have to, you have to watch that
1: well Gerald are you
3: talking about a concentrate? Yes, it's gonna be a concentrate where you mix so many ounces per gallon. Yeah. But but this is uh every uh year, well not every year, but many years this has been in something that they test like at the turf field day, uh that NC State has out at their turf lab off uh I mean this is a common problem everywhere in particular at golf courses golf courses that you know may have a Bermuda fairway and then it's trying to encroach into something different that they have on the greens so this is uh it is this problem has been going on forever so there's always ongoing research and searching for chemicals that will kill the Bermuda but not the other grasses uh so as of right now that's the two chemicals that I'm aware of that are the best for this but there's you know that could change in the future because this this is a a tremendous problem and no simple or inexpensive solution to. Okay, well, thank you very much.
0: Good luck, and and let us know if you have any success. And and about
3: your roses, you've probably got rose rosette. If they've got weird-looking growth on them, there's no cure cure for it. It's going to eventually spread and get them all. Uh, There's a a mite that spreads the disease. So you could put systemic incesticide out, and that mite would kill the mites and slow the spread. You cannot plant a rose back there. That stuff stays in the soil for a long period of time. I have been pulling them up on campus. I've been replacing them with dwarf butterfly bushes and a a dwarf hibiscus is what I've been dwarf using as my... Dwarf hibiscus and mm-hmm. dwarf butterfly. Yeah, I... Yes,
2: I know. I have to dig. I dug some up last year, and I see already... Some that's already coming, so I just dig them up and dispose of it
3: and yeah. try to replace the, the it. Good the good news is that doesn't affect so many other shrubs, like the. it won't affect the hibiscus or the butterfly bushes, but n- not another rose. You just can't go back in there with roses.
1: Okay. Well, thank you all very
3: much. You're it welcome. For being there. Well,
0: thank you for listening and being a part of the show, Marana.
2: Okay. Those were great questions.
0: Yeah, very good questions, and please call us back i will thank you yes ma'am thank you 919-860-9783 you're listening to the weekend gardener on wptf it's 848 you're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, the gang's uh, mostly here. Miss Ann's not with us, of course, uh, because of uh, health problems, but um, uh, she's she's always here with us uh, prodding me to uh, or reminding me of uh, what I should say about a, a certain certain plant or something, all the things I learned from her and Irv Evans and all the people like Gerald and Rufus and um, you, Andrea, and uh, people on the show. Nelson. Like what
1: I liked about Ann was she referred to me as young man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was about two years behind her. Yeah. Well, that's all right. By the way, Gerald, uh, Japanese paper plant or Chinese, whichever it is. and the Chinese. Chinese. The, the bark on that looks like a Daphne. Are they akin?
3: I don't know if they're cousins somewhere or another in the line off the top of my head. I don't know.
1: Well, they they don't act like a dad, you know, no. Put it that way. <laughs> no, no, no. They're I'm, much, much heartier. And, and my heart is still uh, having a, a nice feeling about your decoration that somebody has discovered a Daphne that won't up and down.
3: Yes, that they're real excited about that. I'll, I'll be reporting back with more information on that. Mike, it just occurred to me from our previous call caller when I told the, the Kimmels, I think it's a claim extra. I think that's the new version of Acclaim. Of Marodia, it's Acclaim Extra. And, and the Turflon Ester. In yeah. fact, I don't even know if the original Acclaim is still available. There's one more something about the Extra that makes it a little bit better. Yeah. But it just, you know, I'm I'm it's, the youngest one in here, but I'm still pretty old. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, that, that mixes, that, that's when you're mixed
3: in with, Right, and you have to combine both of those. What it's funny how, and that's the great thing about you know we're so fortunate that, uh, you know, NC State has the turf field lab out here off Lake Wheeler Road. You would you, they always are experiment with things, and they found that both of these chemicals by themselves did you know, a little bit, but not much. But when they combine both of them, boom, they got some results.
0: But you know the best thing. Uh, best experimenting that they're doing out on Lake Wheel Road is the ice cream.
3: Yes, well that's pretty. Oh. It, I don't have to experiment there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah.
1: They got one called the Chancellor Special. That is
3: what,
0: what is the Chancellor Special? I don't know. Oh,
1: it's got. Oh, well, it's next
0: time you see him, you better <laughs> ask him. Yeah, right? it's
1: just. Better yet, how about I go out there and try some? Yeah, yeah. It's called the Chancellor Special, and it's got all well all kinds of stuff in it. It's it's wonderful. And a good spring day out there, the cows. Uh, I wonder cows what the grazing. Jim
0: Graham special would be yeah. for ice cream.
1: Well would, no would that have uh, some onion in it, or
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might have some ramps in it? Ramps,
0: yeah. Well, that'd be the you were ice cream. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he, he was the
1: king of the ramps. He was. Andrew, you know, do you know about ramps?
0: You ought to. You're out there in the mountains. I sure do. Where they grow?
1: Yeah. Have you ever eaten
0: yes, any? Yes, I do. I
2: have not, but I have seen them growing I have and they're you know they're they're attractive foliage
0: well they used to be wow. a ramp festival was
1: it in Waynesville, Waynesville yes yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. they're they are, they're mighty popular here among uh some people
1: yeah you you do not know often. that they have a lasting uh impact <laughs> yes. on you as, as far as smelling
0: <laughs> yeah yes. you can't yes. all the yes. Listerine they, they in the enhance, world will not help
2: they enhance the body odor
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right you sweat ramps. But they're good with, with scrambled yeah. eggs. I, 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 oh, I, for goodness I, sake, Rufus. They're good with <laughs> eggs. What about brains and eggs?
2: Ooh. <laughs> and uh, and people put them in potatoes. Like They might put chives in. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, heard that well. I, I could go with that, but not eggs. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Is draw the that, line. Yeah, draw the line. <laughs> no brains and eggs for me. No ramps <laughs> and eggs. At least not this morning. Edgeworthy, by the way, the Chinese paper bush that uh, Rufus is referring to is is edge worthier too oh yeah, and uh, that's a, just a most it it just teases us like uh, Daphne uh, Rufus and, and Gerald it, it uh, and andrea it it really those blooms you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting right. for them to break out
2: yeah there's a beautiful um, specimen of that in the uh, WPTF gardens
0: in the WPTF gardens.
2: The garden out on the, in Raleigh, there's where you guys have an event space, and there's a garden right next to it.
3: You talking about WREL, maybe WREL, WREL Gardens. Oh yeah, it's what. Yes, garden. they they've okay. got a yeah, number they, of them well, they they there. Do. Oh yeah, TV yeah.
0: station. Gorgeous. Right, they do in the back. They, they have
2: d- a gorgeous specimen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they have a beautiful garden there and uh, beautiful specimens of Edwardia. Uh
0: huh. Okay. Well, I, I hopefully a lot, a lot of people will. But are there, are there varieties that uh, have more of a fragrance? Mine, mine doesn't have a lot of fragrance when it blooms. And I hear some people talking about the fragrance of the Edgeworthia. There, there aren't.
3: But I don't. Seems to me like a couple of varieties that even you see available here. Oh, okay.
1: Well, the mine, mine has a good scent to it. Hmm. I, I I checked it this morning, and it, it's. It's almost in full bloom, and, and, and the Daphne's, the, the three that I have left standing. Uh, have they
0: started blo- really blooming yet?
1: Yeah, they're they're, oh. they're in the pink stage, almost with the white coming out.
0: Okay, well, I haven't, I haven't seen mine pop out yet.
1: but you, I, You've I, got that weird one that likes to grow out from under another bush.
0: I know. That, uh, it, it's surrounding uh, Mahonia is what it's doing. Reaching out to the sun, even though we don't think of Daphnes as as liking sun, but they this one apparently wanted some. I don't know. I'm afraid I'm going to see it walking one day or something. It's just
1: just <laughs> the way it's grown. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, very
1: unique. Well, uh, Tom Campbell had one that was like I gave to him. He put it in a pot one time and set it out. Yeah, and in about, it about five just started seconds. growing like crazy.
0: Yeah, right in front of your eyes. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up.